word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for this morning. And you know, Lord, as you are, Lord God, we bow in our hearts to you right now. You are our King of kings and Lord of lords. And God, we respectfully want to be attentive to you today. We want to be listening for your voice as we study your word. So, Lord, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Anoint this time with your Holy Spirit. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I read this story in the middle of the worship at church. A little boy tugged on his grandmother's sleeve, pointed to one of the singers on the stage and whispered, Nana, she can't sing very good, can't she? Well, knowing the singer had a very deep love for the Lord, the grandma said, Well, the important thing is she sings from her heart because she believes in Jesus and she loves Jesus so much. And well, that's what really makes it good. The little boy nodded thoughtfully. Now, several days later, the little boy and the grandma were in a car and they're driving and they're both singing along with the worship song that was playing on the radio station. The little boy suddenly stopped singing and said, Nana, Nana, you sing from your heart too, don't you? (laughs) Well, as you know, kids can be brutally honest sometimes, but it's true. No matter what it sounds like, right, we sing our songs of worship from our heart. And that is because of who we are in Christ and what we believe in, and we believe in Jesus. Our belief really comes from that core belief. That's our motivation to praise and worship the Lord and our love for Him. Well, that's what we're going to see. As we continue in our study in the book of Hebrews, the Jewish readers learn that now as believers, as Christians in Jesus, the sacrifices they offer are no longer the animal kind, really. But their offering is now a sacrifice of praise and worship to the Lord. And along with that, the writer shows them that worship is also about how you live, and that is doing good and sharing God's love. So that's what we're going to see today, and we find in our passage where belief affects worship. And that's our title this morning, Where Belief Affects Worship. We're going to be studying Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 15 through 16, two verses this morning. And with the two verses, this is our outline. Number one, the sacrifice of song, and number two, the sacrifice of service. So our title once again, Where Belief Affects Worship, Number one in our outline, the sacrifice of song, and this is verse 15. Take a look with me here now. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it reads, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We're going to stop there, and this is our first section. There's a lot in here. But we begin with this first word, Therefore, and whenever we see therefore in the Bible, we ask why it's therefore, right? Well, therefore is that conjunction. It connects us back to what the writer just talked about. Now, last time we saw in verses 7 through 14 that believing in Jesus affects who you are. And remember, our title was Where Belief Affects Identity. And I like, this is kind of a little series we're doing in this chapter. Even before that, we saw how where belief affects our behavior. Last week, it affects our identity. And this week, it affects our worship. 
Now, last time we saw how these Jewish believers are now Christians, right? And they are now identified with Jesus Christ and not the old Jewish ways. And the last thing we saw in verses like 10 through 14 is that their identity is no longer found in the sacrifices given in the temple. But atonement is now found in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, who we know, right, who died for us once for all, Hebrews 7, 27. So the writer goes on here in verse 15. He says, therefore, he's saying, since, look, we don't do the old Jewish rituals anymore and we don't need to offer up the animal sacrifices anymore because Christ is is our atonement. So he says, therefore, let us now, he says in verse 15, by him, by who? By Jesus Christ. Come to God through Jesus. And as we've been studying this whole book, we have access to God through Jesus Christ. So by him, through Jesus, come to God. And he says, continually offer here in verse 15. Continually offer what? Well, a different kind of sacrifice, not the temple sacrifices. No, our sacrifice, and what he writes here is the sacrifice of praise to God. Isn't that wonderful? So you get the context of this verse. You get the flow of what's going on. And also remember this. The book of Hebrews is written to a Jewish believers, right? That's the primary people who the writer wrote to. So when the writer uses the word continually, I mean, he's saying, hey, look, this sacrifice, the sacrifice is praise to God. It's not just like at certain times, like when there's an annual Jewish feast or on special Jewish holidays. I mean, that's their thinking. That's their worship. That's when they give this sacrifice. He's saying, no, this sacrifice of praise to God is to be continually. It's supposed to go on and on. It's supposed to continue flowing out of the believer basically all the time. So the idea is praise and worship is definitely a regular part of the believer's life. That's the idea. This is where your belief, where belief affects worship. JSXL wrote in his commentary this, Let it be as natural to you as regenerated men to praise God as it seems to be natural to profane men to blaspheme the sacred name. Oh, I read that. That really hit my heart. I thought, wow. See, before in Jesus, it was natural in our sinful flesh to use, say, Jesus' name as a curse word. But now that we are in Jesus, it feels unnatural to even use God and the word damn together. It's, It's not right. Before Jesus, those things just came out naturally. But now what the commentators say, now what's natural or what should be as a believer because what we believe in Jesus Christ and who we are, it is to praise and worship God. So that's why the idea is that praise is definitely a regular part of the believer's life and that's why it flows out naturally or continually. Now, if belief affects worship, our worship, to the Lord, what does it look like? What does that mean now? Well, that's what the writer shows us here in the rest of verse 15. And I'm going to show you four things that help us to understand what worship really means, what it looks like for the believer. And these four things will actually be our four points in this section. So let's begin with this first point. Number one, praise is a set sacrifice. Praise is a set sacrifice. 
Now look here, when the writer says in verse 15, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. The word sacrifice, think about this now. It comes across for the Jewish believers who are reading this. Remember, they grew up in the old Jewish system. So sacrifice would mean something they had set aside specially for the Lord. Something precious, something special. It is to be given and offered to the Lord. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines sacrifice as something given up or a loss. So the animal sacrifice they gave, the animal offered was given as a loss to the profit of the owner, but it was a gift to the Lord. So the worship you give as a believer, especially set aside, set apart for God, and that's why my first point is praise is a set sacrifice. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, and I don't know if you remember this, David purchases the threshing floor from Arana, where historically that was a huge transaction because that became the location where Solomon would build the first temple in Jerusalem. And that, that, that's the, the Mount Moriah. That's where it was. At first, Arana wanted to give it to King David, but David would not have that. For he says in verse 24 of 2 Samuel 24, it says, The king said to Arana, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a price, nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which costs me nothing. See, that is what it means to make a sacrifice. It costs us something. And it, when it comes to worship, when it comes to praise, what is it costing you? What is that? Think about, I think about it this way too. Think about how it, it, it takes time and effort to get to church and worship with God's people. Think about how it takes time and effort to get to church, should I say, on time. To participate in that time of worship. But isn't your time precious to you? Isn't making that effort important to you? I mean, is it worth the sacrifice to do it for the Lord? Yes, of course. You know, for some people, it's hard to give up, well, that round of golf on Sunday morning. Or maybe that big swell that's coming in on Sunday. Or how about this one, right? Sleeping in on Sunday morning, right? Oh, it's Sunday. Oh, I had to do some stuff Saturday, and that's the only day I can sleep in. I got to wake up early on Monday and go work. But isn't that a sacrifice for the Lord? Yeah, to not sleep in and come and worship Him. Maybe your sacrifice of praise that you offer up cost you something you wanted to do this morning, whatever it is. Is it worth it? Yes, because it's for the Lord. God is worth it all. My praise comes at a cost, and ultimately it comes as a cost to my self-needs and my self-desires. How about you? Is your praise a set sacrifice okay going on our second point we see here is that praise is a song to sing number two praise is a song to sing now this is interesting to me now the greek word here in verse 15 for praise now sacrifice of praise it means that the 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 praise that you do it's actually taken from the root word aineo which means to sing praises to god do you hear that to sing now, 
in the Bible, we find in the Scripture, you can give praise God. You can give praise to God in different ways. The Bible shows we can praise Him with our instruments. First uh, Chronicles thirteen eight, they are doing that. You can praise Him in your prayer. Acts sixteen twenty five. You can praise Him by shouting. You can praise Him that way. Psalm thirty three one. You can even praise Him with dancing. Psalm one fifty verse four. But here, the writer actually puts out that we should offer a sacrifice of song that we sing this, this praise to God. Now, the Jewish believers could all relate to this. They would know this all too well. I mean, singing to God was important. I mean, think about how they grew up and the Jewish customs and rituals. For example, on the way to Jerusalem, uh, as they traveled you know, to Jerusalem for Passover, the Jews would traditionally sing the Hallel which was Psalm 113 to 118. And they, as they traveled, each psalm was a different part of their journey as they traveled. And so I'm sure they could relate that, oh, praise, yeah, it's singing to God. Even remember on the last night of Jesus' life at the Lord's Supper, that, that, that Passover meal that they have, they sang hymns, you know. There was certain uh, hymns or certain songs and psalms that they would sing throughout that meal. So they would understand this is praise, this is worship, this is giving to God. So the sacrifice of praise here that we're seeing in verse 15 is about singing worship songs to God. That's this idea here. This is what it is for believers. Praise is a song to sing. You know, even Paul wrote about how when we're filled with the Spirit, songs are to come out. In Ephesians 5.18, at the end, he said, be filled with the Spirit. And then verse 19 in Ephesians 5, he said, speaking to or sharing with one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Then he writes, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So we see even in the Spirit, we are to sing songs. I like what Chuck Swindoll said. A spirit-filled saint is a song-filled saint. Goes right along here in Ephesians 5. So if you're spirit-filled, you can't help but sing songs of worship to the Lord. Listen, the thing is, what God is really trying to tell us is, don't just sit there. Let it out. Sing to the Lord. I mean, think about how God is listening yeah god hears you sing god is blessed when you worship him you know don't just sit there you know sometimes i look out and arms are crossed and you're like almost like critiquing the band you know like well what are they playing today oh how do they sound where's zach this morning he had to work by the way you know i don't i don't like rick up there he needs to be fired off the, you know, worship team. Yeah, okay, I agree. But, you know, that's not why we're here, right? It, it, it's, it's not like the worship band plays and they're entertaining you, right? Sometimes we come in like, oh, wow, the music was good today, yeah. Wow, how about worship? Oh, yeah, 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 you know. Sometimes we come in with this attitude of entertainment or this concert kind of idea. But, and, and also the worship team does not sing for you either. We are all participant, participants, participants of the worship. The worship thing is just to lead you into the throne room and worship of God so that we would together come before the Lord as a church and lift up our praises and worship to the Lord. That's really the idea. 
The worship isn't just some entertainment, but it's an opportunity to go before the Lord and worship Him. You know, you can close your eyes, you can stand up, you can lift your hands, but whatever you do, we should sing out praise to God. Now I know, maybe some of you are thinking, well, you know, Pastor Rick, uh, that's fine for, for those with good voices. But me, I just stay quiet because, you know, I don't, I don't want to drive anybody out of the church here, you know, kind of thing. But remember what the Word says, right? Psalm 98.4, you know what it says? Make a joyful noise to the Lord. It's okay. You know, here's the thing. Don't let pride stop you from singing to God. Lay down that pride. Lay down any self-serving attitude and sing. You, you know, I, I, I love it, you know, when everyone's just singing, no matter good voices or whatever, whatever. We're just singing, you know. And I'll tell you, that moves my heart the most when, when people are just, just singing to the Lord. I'll tell you, um, I'll never forget, I was on a ministry trip in El Salvador one year, and uh, <clears throat> uh, God was doing this revival over there and um it was a crazy country because there was a lot of political unrest and that and and the church actually they had to build these big walls and stuff and they had they're 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 like um they had security outside holding rifles i mean it was that crazy but i remember going into this compound and there was this tent and there was just there was probably about a, a 500 to 1000 chairs you know in the sanctuary and when the worship started Boy, did the congregation sing. And they were so loud, it drowned out the band. A band now. Drums, everything, electric instruments, all that. And the sound system drowned them out. Drowned them out. That's it, you guys. That we're just singing. Good, bad voices, doesn't matter. We're just singing to God. We're giving Him that sacrifice of song. And that's our main heading here. All right. Let's go to number three. Our point three here is praise is a sign of the heart. Praise is a sign of the heart. We saw praise is a set sacrifice. Praise is a song to sing. And number three, praise is a sign of the heart. Notice Hebrews thirteen fifteen again. It says, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is what? The fruit of our lips. Praise is the fruit of the believer's lips. Now, the Jewish believers grew up offering what they would call bikurim, bikurim. And you know what that is? First fruits, first fruits. It was giving God the first of the crops and produce of the year. And so I see this idea. I see the writer relating to the Jewish believers reading this here. He's saying, so look, look, like the first fruits, what comes out of our mouth is offered up to God when you worship him in song. We're giving him our fruits like the Bukurum, but now it's our praise. It's the fruit of our lips. The idea is how the song from your mouth shows the worship you have for the God you love and appreciate. So ultimately, praise is a sign of the heart. Remember in Matthew twelve thirty four, 34, uh, it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks so the fruit of your lips actually shows what's in your heart commentator donald guthrie said what proceeds from the lips is regarded as fruit which reveals the character of its source and then he said this as the fruit of a tree reveals the nature of the tree i like that thought 
Yeah? If it's a mango tree, what kind of fruit's going to come out? Mangoes. Oh, strawberries? No, mangoes. <laughs> right? Whatever the tree. If it's a banana tree, a banana going to come out. So that's the idea. The fruit of our lips it shows what's in our heart, that we are believers and we're worshiping the Lord. Now, before we move on, let me tell you the difference between praise and worship, because I'm using these terms interchangeably. Praise in Scripture, we find it's usually louder, joyful. It's letting it out all out to God with all your being, exalting the Lord. Now, worship, when it comes to worship in Scripture, on the other hand, it's more focused on, like, adoring God. It's more focused on His greatness and, and kind of more subdued. But many times in the Bible, worship has this tone of, of humbly coming to God before His holiness and greatness. Worship seems to have this more feel of awe or submission, surrender, and this brokenness before the Lord. But let me tell you, whether it's praise or whether it's worship, it all starts from where? Our heart. It comes out of the mouth as the fruit of our lips. So let me ask you, what is coming out of your mouth? Is it praise and worship? I mean, do you really sing to the Lord? Is it fruit of your lips and showing what's in your heart to the Lord? Or is it just empty lip service? Are you just sitting there like lip syncing? You know, kind of thing. Or is it really coming from the depths of your soul as you sing to the Lord? Jesus said in Matthew 15, 8, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He's saying people like that, they're just lip syncing. Yeah? They're not really singing. They're not, it's not really fruit of their lips or anything like that or what's coming out of their heart. I'll tell you, when I hear and see someone really singing to the Lord, oh, it just melts my heart you, you you can feel it you can see it i even the, the heart will come out in their whole being you know not just the lips i mean some of my lead worship uh, i've been in services where where you know some people lead worship oh okay yeah yeah great you know i just worship the lord and and i don't i being a musician sometimes it's hard for me to think oh guitar's out of tune oh oh this this you know the 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 intonation of the singer but i've learned to just just like like put that all aside you know and just i'm here to worship you god but then there's those those who oh certain people god is anointed and and what comes out of their off their lips and in the music you're just you you just can't help but go you know <laughs> and just worship god you're just drawn in that's the fruit of the lips here. What is coming off your lips? It, is a, it should be the sign of your heart and it should be true worship. All right, so we've seen praise is a set sacrifice. Praise is a song to sing. Uh, praise is the sign of the heart. And number four here in these, this verse, praise sinks with thanksgiving. Praise sinks with thanksgiving. Okay, this last part of verse 15 says, giving thanks to his name. So the lips not only praise, but also gives thanksgiving to God. 
And here, as I was thinking about this, as the writers writing to these Jewish believers, I'm sure they, their minds went to what they grew up doing, giving the grain offering or giving the peace offering. You know, in our studies in Levit- Leviticus, we found the grave, grain offering was, was, it was offered when, you know, on the fire, um, the, the, sometimes the grain or sometimes it was already cooked unleavened bread, uh, with, with this olive oil and all that, and it was put upon the fire. And in Leviticus, it talks about how it was a sweet aroma to the Lord. And I was thinking, oh, like fresh bread, you know. And you think about fresh bread being cooked in oven, you're like, ooh, I can't wait, you know, kind of thing. The peace offering was the fatty parts of the animal placed on the altar. And that also, we found in Leviticus, made this sweet aroma to the Lord. So it's like steaks on a grill, right? Well, both of these offerings, the grain and the peace offering, it was, it was a sweet aroma to God. And these were all given basically in gratitude and thanks to the Lord. Uh, the peace offering was, was thanks, thanksgiving and, and fellowship. The grain offering was part of gratefulness and devotion to God. But they both intersected with this attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving to the Lord. So the sacrifice of praise is also about giving thanks to God for all he's done. And this is what the writers tell him. That's the idea. Look, you guys, we, we, we pray, we give him a sacrifice of praise, but you know what? We also give him thanksgiving also. So praise sinks with thanksgiving. Someone said this, praise is the joyful recounting of all God has done for us. It is closely intertwined with thanksgiving. I like that word, intertwined. As we offer back to God appreciation for his mighty works on our behalf and isn't that part of worship isn't that part of praise isn't that we're going to god and giving him thanks and appreciating him it is such a big part of it now what's interesting to me just last wednesday uh before we prayed i did a study on philippians 4 6 and 7 and we talked about this very thing that we let our requests be made known unto god with thanksgiving and and i'm going to mention some of the same things we saw since this is the subject and what are some things that we can always be thankful for well let me say number one salvation salvation you know no matter what situation you're in you come to church no matter what what's happening in a relationship or some other person no matter what's happening at work or predicament you might be in we can always praise god no matter what We can always praise God because he saved us, right? Because he saved us, because he died on the cross for our sins, because he loved us enough to be the atonement for our sins. We can always thank God that he has come into our life and he's part of our life. We can thank God that we have a secure future and we're going to heaven. We're going to have eternal life in him. We can always thank him in our salvation that we're a child of God and God is our heavenly father. And you know what? Because of our salvation, I praise God and I thank Him that I have access to God and I can now come directly to the Lord in this worship time and go into His throne. So you always have a reason to worship. Don't walk in here thinking, oh, I'm having a bad day, I can't sing. No, think about this, right? The writer's saying here, 
give a sacrifice of praise with thanksgiving, you guys. What do we have thankful for? Our salvation. No matter what you're going through. How about this? Another thing we could be thankful for is past blessings. Maybe you're going through something today, but you can always thank God for giving you so many blessings in your life. You can always praise Him for what He's done in your life, how He's provided for you. you I thank God for blessing me with my family, with my wife, with my house, my car, the life and ministry He's given me. You know what? I thank Him for being so good to me despite my sin and failures. And I thank God for answering so many prayers. So you can come in and worship. No matter what's happening, you can still worship God and give Him praise and thank Him. And even this, think back. When I, I praise God for when I look back, you know what all I see is not just His love, but grace. Grace. I'm only standing here, you guys, because of God's grace. So you can praise Him and thank Him for salvation for past blessings and number three you can thank him always for who god is in your life and what i mean is this god is your god now that you're in christ god is all powerful all wise all knowing your sovereign lord he is holy and righteous so he's not going to do any wrong in your life he is the eternal one in other words he does not change he does not get worn out with you through the years he's jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever right romans 13 8 he's your god think about who he is in your life and what he does and number four you know what thank god things are not worse yeah right amen even if it seems like it look you're still here today right He's brought you here into this service. He's brought you here with an opportunity to speak to you, to move in your heart, and even an opportunity to worship Him. So you see, you can always find a reason to praise the Lord, and that is through being thankful to God. Let me ask you this morning, are you giving God the thanks that He really deserves? Praise Him today. Sing to Him. Thank Him with all your heart. Let's really start praising God, you guys. Let's give Him that sacrifice. Praising Him with a set sacrifice, a song to sing, a sign of the heart, and singing it with thanksgiving. You know, we should do everything we can to praise this God we love. So, is your worship, is your praise really a sacrifice of praise? Or is it more like, well, whenever it's convenient kind of worship? Are you doing anything and everything to praise and worship God? That's what should be driving us. That's what we should be doing and showing God our love for Him. You know, I read about a couple who lived 20 miles from Munich, Germany, where they attended Sunday services. To arrive for the 9 a.m. church service, they had to get up at 4 a.m. They would have a breakfast, walk 45 minutes to the station, uh, get there about 6.55, and then be ready to take the train from Munich at 7.45. From the station in Munich, a streetcar took them to the church building, and they would make it there by 8.30 for the time of prayer, and then they're ready for worship at 9 a.m. Well, after 
church was followed, then they reversed that whole transportation schedule and finally arrived home around 1.30 p.m. And this story said they did this every Sunday without fail. They did all they could to make it to the worship service. And I'll tell you, this is truly where belief affects worship. All right, let's go on here now to number two in our outline, the sacrifice of service. We've seen in this first verse, verse 15, the sacrifice of song. Now we go on to verse 16, the sacrifice of service. Hebrews 13, verse 16, it says, But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Okay, not only is singing songs to God worship, but in this flow now, and he's talking about praise, the writer says, do not forget, which is to say, do not neglect this also. For this is worship too. And what is that? That is to do good and to share. He's saying worship is also these actions that honors God too. This honors God too. And first of all, he says, do good. And that speaks of doing like good deeds. And, and the idea really here is like helping out, being kind to someone, maybe giving your time and serving in the church. It's doing service to others. This is worship too. And then to share. The word share there is a Greek word koinonia. Many of you guys know what that means, right? It means fellowship. It means joining together. It means partnering together. And here it is sharing our things, partnering together, sharing in fellowship, sharing what we have, even giving money, helping people out financially, uh, maybe some of our goods or material things. It, it's to partner with them and aid them. And you know what the writer's saying? This is worship too to the Lord. And one, when one makes this kind of sacrifice, not just a sacrifice of praise, but these kinds, it says here in verse 16, God is well pleased. That means this sacrifice you make, it, it is a sacrifice of worship, and God is blessed by it too. So the idea is this kind of worship that God is blessed with comes from sacri sacrificial acts and sacrificial giving. This is the sacrifice of service. Now, take a moment, you guys. Turn to the left to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 here. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Matthew 5, verse 14. Jesus is saying, speaking here, and he, and he says, as, as people of God, he says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. What is this light? Let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is how God is blessed and glorified. These good works. Do good and to share, the writer says. So worship that God is blessed with in this instance is the good works they turn into worship to God and he's glorified and he's blessed. So, our last point here this morning is this. 
As important as praise is, let your worship also include serving and helping others. As important as praise is, let your worship also include serving and helping others. You know, I was thinking about, think about our society today. Think about commercials out there. Think about what goes on in the news. Uh, think about some scenarios maybe you see at work or, or just around you. You know, I, I feel like this world is suffering from the me disease, you know, the me factor, quote unquote. The, fi- the feeling is, you know, around this is more like, well, what's in it for me, right? What can you do for me? What can the company do for me? You know, uh, what, you know how is it going to work out for me, right? And it's this society of this me, me, me kind of focus. And, and I'll tell you what, it's leaked right into the church. What will this church do for me? Yeah. Ah, what is the worship going to be for me? You know, what will the church cater to me? Sadly, that mentality has leaked into the church in many ways in general. I mean, do you notice that lately? But God is blessed when we put me aside, when we start thinking of others, Philippians chapter 2, right? When we do things for others and not ourselves, when it's about glorifying God and worshiping Him through our acts of doing good or sharing. I'll tell you what, God is blessed when me becomes, Romans 12, 1, right? A living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable to God. When we become that sacrifice, that living sacrifice. I'll tell you, I am so blessed when I see in our church guys come in early to help set up or guys are still sticking around helping to clean up and tear down. When I see people bringing their food to share, you know, when I see uh, cakey church workers or teachers and, and servants back there loving on the kids, you know, when I see our own worship team worshiping and leading our own people who are engaged in worship with God, that's a beautiful thing. That's worship. That's what blesses God. When I see people come and give of their time and sacrifice, you know, come on Sunday or come on Wednesday or come to other meetings and seek the Lord, that's a beautiful thing. When, when people give to a person in need in our church or, hey, buy presents for Angel Tree or, or serve, be it, actually step out and, and, and miss a service so they can teach the kids or you know, when, when, when people give up things, it's such a beautiful thing I see in this church. And you know what? God is blessed. I'm blessed to see if someone is hurting, people are going to talk to them. When there's a new person in church, people are going to meet, with, meet them. When, when uh, uh, something's going on, you know, people are right there helping, giving. That's a beautiful thing I see in the church. These are beautiful things. This is what bless, blesses God. All these beautiful acts and, and service are worship to God. And this is our sacrifice of service that He's blessed with. So church, keep it up. Keep going. And know it's not just 
well, you feel good for helping someone or serving there. It's not just about that. It's not just about, oh, yeah, I want to help the kids in children's church and that they would know the Lord and help the parents and their effort in training them up in the Lord. It's not just about that. Oh, I, I, I want to give because I have something to give and God's blessed me with the abundance and I want to do that for the other person. Yeah, it's not just to bless them, but you know what? It's worship to God. It's worship to him he's pleased with that he's blessed with that and god is glorified by your serving and helping others well as we come to a close are you willing to make this kind of sacrifice the sacrifice of praise the sacrifice of service i mean listen this should be our response anyway right What I mean is if Jesus sacrificed all to save us and die for our sins, then is it too much to ask that we make sacrifices also in our worship, in our service to Him? Should we not apply what the Word is saying to us today? Do you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying? Sadly, week after week, We worship the Lord. We come and study the Word. But some people just leave here and nothing changes. Is that going to be you? On this topic, on what we're talking about, the sacrifice of praise and service, are you going to stay the same, live and do the same things you've always done? Let me close with this story. One Sunday morning, someone walked by and noticed Satan standing outside the steps of a large Baptist church. You could hear the people inside singing, praying, and listening to a sermon. The man asked Satan if it bothered him to hear the people worshiping the Lord like this. Well, with a demonic laugh, he said, No, it doesn't bother me at all. Satan said, See, they get that way on Sunday. But come Monday morning, they're right back to living their lives as normal. So I'm not worried. It's just a habit they got used to doing. Fabe at our marriage retreat uh, the other weekend, he mentioned, and I remember hearing this, it takes 21 days to make a new habit and 90 days to make a new lifestyle. I think we need to make a new habit. I think we need to change our lifestyle don't give in to what Satan is happy with. Do what God is pleased with, what he's blessed with. Make worship not just a new habit, but make it a lifestyle. Make it something that, that is a part of you. Let praise be continually on your lips and let your faith show in how you praise and exalt God. And this is where belief affects worship. Let's pray. Lord God, as we close today, Lord, before we sing our last song, God, we confess that our praise hasn't always been a sacrifice. It's more more been a convenience to us, Lord. But God, we want to change all that today. We confess to you, Lord, that even our service and our helping others, sharing, God, that it's probably 
it's been motivated more for our own gain than for glorifying you. But God, we want all of that to be worshipped to you. And we want it to be a kind of worship that is a sacrifice. Lord, we want to make it to church on time to partake in worship with the body, Lord. We want to, God, give maybe more than we can really are able, but we want to make that sacrifice. Lord, we want to take what may be precious to us, but give it to you in sacrifice. Because, Lord, you are worthy, God. Lord, I think about just that scene in heaven, Lord, where in John chapter 5, when he looks to see you, and he could see, Lord, the scars, Lord, on you because you were crucified and the sacrifice you made, Lord. And God, as he was instructed, and, he's, and he, as, as he was instructed to, to look at the lion of the tribe of Judah, Lord, then all heaven broke out and said, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. So God, we see you as our, our lion God, our sovereign Lord. And we also see you as our Lamb God, as our Savior God. Lord, you are so worthy of our worship. In the song that we sing, the fruit of our lips, and you're so worthy in our service to you. So Lord, may we learn today and as we close out this service, as we sing, and as we go from this place and as we live our life, may we be living sacrifices and may you hear our hearts as we lift up our voice to you with, with, with a loud voice, God, and letting you know how much we thank you, how much we praise you, and how much we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.